Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Church said amen and you can be seated, amen. Probably for the last, I don't know, maybe five or ten years I've been on a, a diet. Um, I was raised country, I'm thankful for that brother Jerry. Um, we raised at, at our supper um, Sister Mary, we had three things, we had, or four things, actually. We had meat, we had white bread, and we had a vegetable. Amen. That's, if Daddy didn't have that, Brother Chris, he was upset. Amen. And, um, and I would tell you that some of the things, Brother Tyson, that I missed the most is I remember going to Quincy's. And I like an all-you-can-eat place. I like to go. And Brother Richard, feel like I'm getting my money's worth when I go. Amen. And um, I remember one time a buddy and I went to Sonny's in Gainesville, and they had all-you-could-eat ribs. And I said, my goodness, Brother Donnie, we're going to fill up. And So anyway, when we got there and the little girl come along, she put us just a few ribs on a plate, and she gave us plenty of bread and plenty of tea and the side orders. And I said, look, all we're really interested today is just ribs. She said, well, you eat those, and I'll bring you back some more. I said, well, you're going to really need to leave us some ribs. So after about the third time, Sister Smith, she said, I'll just leave you some ribs. How about that? I said, well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. But my point of all that is this, Brother Kevin, is that bread in my life is a filler. You know, that's why they want to give you bread, Brother Rayleigh, so that you fill you up. Notice I always keep your glass topped off. I always want to make sure you're full. So, So my point is when I think about I am the bread of life, that God, Brother Danny, fills me up. And I want to be continually, Brother Jerry, filled with Jesus at Bread of Life. He said that, in, went on down to verse 48 through 51. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, your fathers did eat man in the wilderness, and they were dead. So this is a bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. He said, I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. I seen a, a saying on, on the internet. It said, travel to almost any country and sit in any restaurant. They will serve you bread. Bread is a staple. If the poor have nothing, they have bread. If the rich have everything, they still have bread. He said, bread is not a regional food nor a national dish. No country can claim the, to be exclusive source of bread. It may be the, in the form of tortilla in Mexico or a bagel in New York, but bread is available everywhere. And so is Christ. He is not bound by boundaries. No country claims him. No region owns him. No nation monopolizes him. He is everywhere at the same time. He is universally available. Jesus, when he come out of the wilderness after 40 days in Luke 4, 1 through 4, he said, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, 
being 40 days tempted of the devil in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, he said, Command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered, saying, It is written that no man, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth, but by every word of God. So everything, Sister Amy, as a Christian is in our life is the Word. He said in John 1 and 1, he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He said he gave us the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us into all truth. I'm thankful for that bread when I need that feeling that no matter what I reach around, Pastor, in this world and try to find happiness or find comfort, I can't find it in the Word of God. Such a surety, I'm thankful for a God that does not take vacation. I'm thankful for a God that's not on a long journey. I'm, I'm thankful for a God that's never forgot my name, Sister Jen. I'm thankful for that bread of life. He said in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, he said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. It is, is it not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore, he said, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But verse 33 said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. But first, Brother Billy, seek ye first the kingdom of God, that bread of life. He said, in his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. I remember one time I was speaking at Mount Zion in Chiefland, and, and I had my wife of over 30 years come up, and I wanted to use her um, as an example. And I had two, um, Sister Summer's dad was one, and another gentleman was in the church with one. And I said, now, here's what I'd like for you to do, honey. I'm going to put these men behind you, and I just want you to fall back. And these men are going to catch you. I don't know. She thought the same thing y'all thinking. You would think, Brother Leonard, after being with me over 30 years, she could trust me. I hate to report to you this morning on Sunday morning on Father's Day. She didn't trust me. Now, you say, well, now that's a cute little funny little story, but my, my illustration was that if she couldn't trust me after being with me 30 years and knowing me inside and out, we wonder why sometimes we have trouble trusting God. Because God had been a whole lot better to her and better to me than I've ever been or she's ever been to me. See, it's easy to read that scripture where it says, just, you know, I just trust God with everything. Or Brother Jack, that ain't always an easy thing to do. See, she, she should have knew that I wouldn't have never, Brother Brian, put her in a place for failure. 
Because she'd have hurt herself, I'd have had to take care of her, Sister Boyd. Amen? And those men standing behind her, they weren't, don't take this the wrong way, but they weren't elderly men. They were strong men. They, I mean, they could very, I mean, she, she said, it's that close. Sister Debbie, she could just fail. So my point is, is this, church, we really need to get, you know, he said get this word on the inside. That bread of life that we need because, see, your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking, seeking, Brother David, who he may devour. See, our God don't never take a day off, but Sister Betty, the devil never takes a day off neither. The only thing the devil backs up about, Sister Joan, is the word of God. It's important what Brother Chris and all these wonderful folks do back here. But it don't replace the bread. It don't replace the word of God. Because here's what I'll tell you what a little bit I know about preaching. If you'll say amen a little bit, Brother Kevin, it'll help the preacher get along down the road. Amen. If you'll clap your hands and stump your feet, your God will be glad you've done that. Because he said, look here, I'm going to take care of the sparrows. I'm going to feed them. But here, because they're going to sink. That little ant, he's just going to keep working. That little caterpillar is going to do what that caterpillar does. And that bird, and that blah, blah, blah. But we're the only one that's got a choice. So Jessica, we're the only one that can make a determination in our mind whether we're going to stand on our feet, whether we're going to raise our hands and we're going to open our mouth and the, the worship and the praise and the attitude and, and the thankfulness to come out of our mouth. I spent some time um, one Sunday afternoon with Brother Jack Bird and, and he was telling me about how hard it was when, when he was just starting out in the logging business. And he told me about how cut Chris, uh, cross ties and, and how they handle that pulpwood by hand. And I just, I hate to admit this, Brother Brian, but I just admitted to him, I told him I just starved. I would have never made that. He made it sound like that was just too much work for me. Now, I might could be like Brother Everett now and take a, one of the machines and cut that thing and drag it out. I could have done that. But I ain't interested in taking an axe and get, you know what I'm talking about, Brother Jerry. Help me out here, Brother Jerry. You know what I'm saying? I think I'd have, Sharon would have been on the side of the road holding a sign saying she would work for food. <laughs> or Brother Jack just talking to him. He told me, I'm not trying to embarrass Brother Jack. Y'all know him. But he said he had arms. I could understand how you could, Sister Amanda. Them men worked, and those ladies worked. When those folks had to pray and ask God to put food on their table, they were serious about when they prayed. When I hear stories about how people had to walk to get to church, Sister Shirley, those people, when they got to church, y'all got to help me now this morning, I'm preaching. When they got to church, they didn't have to be primed and pumped and encouraged. They just said, God's been too good to me, huh? I'm not going to say, I got to have me some bread. I got to have me some daily bread. I got to give me some bread on the inside because I'm going to need some bread down the road when I get home. See, when you go in the grocery store, Brother Chris, there's multiple choices of bread you can get. But I'm convinced if they only had one brand, we'd buy it. Somebody say Amen. But see, we're at that point, and I don't want to preach off Brother Boyd Wednesday night, but we're at that point that we, we just, we got, Sister Donna, we got varieties of everything. I just get wore out having to make a choice. And that's about where some of our churches have got. Come on, church. The Lord said his word won't return to him void. All we need to do, all you need to do is just open your mouth. God said he'd feel it. I just was off the phone with my son-in-law, and I told him as long as a pack of seeds stays in a pack of seeds, it's just a pack of seeds. 
But if Sister Betty tears the top off of that pack of seeds and put it in the fertile ground and some waters and some fertilizer, Paul said that he planted a pile of water, but somebody had to give the increase. Sister Townsend, you know what I'm talking about. If God be for us, who can be against us? What I'm talking about is this living bread on the inside. Because as nervous as I got talking to Brother Jack, I'd hate to go back. I don't like sitting in my cubicle for 10 hours, but I don't want to be out there with a hacks, an axe and cutting down trees and making cross ties neither. But I just wonder why maybe that, I just wonder maybe why sometimes we don't see the miracles that we read about, that we heard about back in the 20s and back in the 30s and back in the, I want to talk to the God today. Amen. I'm just crazy enough to believe the word of God, still the word of God. In Philippians 4 and 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Let me stop and tell you that word careful means anxious. But he said, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Brother Tyson, when's the last time we just didn't get anxious about something? Now, I don't mind to tell you, Brother Michael, I, I trust God for a lot of things. But there's some things that I just struggle with. And I need God to take that. See, there's some things that I just know God's going to take care of. But there's some things that I still reach my hands in there and get a hold of them and try to help God out with. But Philippians 4 and 6 says, be anxious for, be careful, be anxious for nothing. I was watching the YouTube and Brother... Wayne Huntley, I think it was in the Philippines, and he said, the Lord has gave me a word for y'all. It was at a big conference. He said, the Lord has gave me a word for y'all. And I'm cleaning house and trying to listen to Brother Huntley and trying to grab, because I was so excited, Sister Amanda, to think about what could this word be. I'm just excited about that. Sister Boyd, the word was this. When God continues to prosper y'all, don't forget where God brought you from. See, Brother Josh, it's easy where we're at and we got 50 choices of bread. If you don't like the shoes they got at Walmart and you go to the mall, if you don't like them, you go online, they'll deliver them out to your door. See, those folks in those third world countries don't have that. Brother Larry, they don't know anything about that, see. They just know that, how many times have you heard a missionary say, we just had to pray that God would put food on the table, Sister Terry. Then we wonder why those miracles are happening in those other countries. The Bible said he's the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Sister Danielle, if he did it back then, he'll still do that for us. The only thing that's changed, Brother Jerry, is we've changed. We don't think the bread's still the bread. The woman at the well, she'd she come to get some water, and Jesus said, well, give me some. He said, you don't, she said, you don't have nothing to draw no water, and the well's deep. He said, water I'm talking about, you'll never thirst again. And she made a statement. She said, oh, forevermore, give me that water. Forevermore, give me that water. And Jesus started reading her mail a little bit, and she said, oh, my. Oh, my. Brother Everett, here's what I like about the story. She run back into town, and she said, come and see a man that told me all. When's the last time? When's the last time me and you run back into town and said, come and see a man that told me all the time? Told me all things that ever I did. 
that the best part of that story is Sister Shannon is, is the Bible goes on to say that when the men come back and say, we don't believe you just for your report. Well, we went hurting for we, for ourselves, and that's why we believe. Aren't you glad that somebody didn't have to, maybe somebody told you, Brother Leonard, about what's going on at Hatch Bend, but aren't you glad that you come one day and God dealt with your heart, and you said, man, I'm thirsty. God, I'm hungry. God, I want some of that living water. God, I want that living bread. Amen? Because, Brother Junior, it'll take care of you when nothing else can. Philippians 4 19 said, But my God, church say, But my God. You believe that, amen? Because it's in the book. Amen? And that ain't just like a book you go to Walmart and buy or you go, and, that's the book. He said, Heaven and earth would pass away, Brother Danny, but he said, My word will stand forever. But he said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I was out mowing Monday, and it don't do good for Wayne to mow because that gives Wayne plenty of time to think. I used to buy houses when I mowed, but I got vetoed on that, so I don't get to do much of that anymore. Brother Ben, but anyway, I was out mowing, and I felt like God just laid this scripture on my heart. And so in Exodus 32, 1 through 6. And we're talking about the bread of life, church. And it says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. I just need to stop here for just a minute and ask Pastor a question. Excuse me. Pastor, this golden earrings and stuff, could that be some of the stuff that those Egyptians gave them when they left? Because God said, when you leave Egypt, said, tell, tell your captors you want some of their stuff. <laughs> Because, see, aren't you glad God can give you back whatever Satan stole from you? Whatever the devil, he's just a liar and he's a father of all lies. But this is what they said. He said, and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it in a molten calf. And they said, these, now listen to this, these be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now just chew on that for just a minute, Brother Jack. Now, when it was dark in Egypt, there was light in the land of Gosha. All those plagues that happened in Egypt, Brother Jerry, didn't happen in the land of Gosha. These folks have forgot about how the Pharaoh killed their firstborn. They forgot about those heavy taskmasters. It's amazing, Brother Billy, how... Satan can turn your mind sometime, ain't it, when fear. But God said he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. How quickly, even at the river, I mean, at the sea, the Red Sea, they started panicking and said, Pharaoh and the horsemen are there coming. God said, well, I'll take care of it. I'll send a wind to blow all night. Seen all that, Pastor. But they said, we don't know about this man called Moses. Can I tell you, you're in trouble when you question the leadership that God's put in your life. Amen. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. 
They weren't talking about the Lord at me and you, sir, brother. And when, and, and when let me see, I'm sorry. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And here's where I wanted to get to. And the people sat down to eat, to drink, Brother Toby, and rose up to play. Oh, just give me a little latitude here for just a few minutes. That's where America's at right there. That was a good time to say amen. So they sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. I don't know that there's ever been a time in America that it's been any better than it is right now with all the stuff that we got going on. Remember one time I was, my daddy was just country. And I always tell people we took vacations where daddy took vacations. If he hunted, we hunted. If he fished, we fished. If he rode around hunting woods, we rode around hunting woods. If he planted a garden, that's what our vacation was. Remember one time when we moved back in the early 70s, Daddy bought five acres out there at that time for $2,500. And some years later, we was riding together. And Sister Bird, I said, Daddy, why didn't you buy more property? I mean, my gosh, at $2,500 for five acres, man, you, we'd be rich. <laughs> we could have just bought. And he, he made a profound statement to me, Brother Jerry. He said, I couldn't live off but one piece of property at a time. He had no interest and securing anything for the future. Sister Kristen, he was living for the right now. See, it's easy when you look around, Sister Amy, and you, you see all this stuff that's going on, and Pastor, I'm not trying to walk where you already walked Wednesday night, but this world out there is forevermore trying to steal mine and your attention away from this true bread and this living water. See, Brother Josh, if he can just get you sidetracked just a little bit, if he can just get you convinced that God's really not the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it's really not as important to come to church like it used to be, and it's really not as important to give of yourself, not just of your money that the preacher's always begging for, but it's also of your time and your effort and your stuff. And we're going to get to this real quickly in just a few minutes, but when you boil it all down, Brother Kenny, it's just stuff. pastor hit on one of my favorite scriptures of all time. I just quote it to myself all the time, the third book of John. I think it's the second verse. He said, I would have you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Or Brother Dave, everybody don't quote that last little part of that, as your soul prospers. Because see, once the thing, once you fall in love with Jesus, Sister Smith, it ain't so hard to let go of that stuff out there, Sister Shirley, because we understand we're just pilgrims. We're just passing through this thing. I just told my son-in-law, one good thing about being Wayne Williams is you understand that you come from nothing, and anything that you do have, Sister Debbie, is because God's gave it to you. And I'm thankful for that. Because, see, the devil can't fool me in thinking any of this stuff that God's ever gave me is because of these little hands and my great mind. I've been with both of them a long time. I ain't impressed with either one of them. But I can look around and understand, Sister Donna, but by the grace of God. I know I've told you the story. I'm not going to get into it again, but, 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 but I'm so thankful that God talked to me that Sunday morning and said, you're some kind of a, a, a man and you're some kind of a father, some kind of husband to let somebody else take your kids to church. Oh, I can take you to the place at Winn-Dixie right now where a man called me, invited me to start a church with them in chief, and I was a lost rank sinner. Brother Darrell, I'm so thankful. I, 
I look around at things that God's gave me, and my mind wanders, and, and I thank God I'm so thankful. Brother Ryan, I could have died a many, a many a time. There was a many a time that I didn't want his bread, and I didn't want to drink his water. My God, my soul's ever thirsty now. See, Brother John, I can look back in these last 22, 23 years, I understand where God's brought me from. I never want to be like King Nebuchadnezzar and say, is this not great Babylon that I've built? Brother Allen, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for the love of God. But I understood early on that I'd got to eat the whole book. He told John, he said, eat the whole book. He said, it's going to be sweet like honey in your mouth, but it's going to be bitter. It's going to be bitter in your belly. I've had some bitter in my belly, Brother Kevin. I suspect if I passed the microphone around, we could all say we've had a little bitter in our belly. Not anything that God's done, but some of the things that some so-called God people has done. Amen. But the devil don't care who he uses to get you sidetracked, Brother Rayleigh. He just wants to get you sidetracked. He wants to, he wants to send anything, Sister Amanda, by your way to, to keep you from reading his word. Send anything by to keep you from drinking his word. The preacher said, Solomon, in Ecclesiastes 2, 10 and 11, said, And whatsoever my eyes desired, he said, I kept not from them. He said, I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. But verse 11, I kick you right square in the head. He said, Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I have labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. He went on in verse 18 and 19 to say this, Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And here's verse 19. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor wherein I labored and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Proverbs 27 and 20 said, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. I'm one of those shoppers that tote things around. Brother Tyson and it's a man I like to have that shirt or that pair of pants or whatever. And then I think about, you know, I've got 15 shirts hanging in my closet. And I've got 10 pairs of pants and I've got this and I've got that, Brother Jerry. But see, in, in, in our lives or maybe in my life, it's that won't. Do you ever have that won't? You look around and you see God, you got a good this and you got a good that, but Brother Boyd just got a new one, and I like to have him. I like his new gadget. And I just want to make a, a brief statement here that uh, if you get a text from Wayne, it's because Sharon sent it to you. <laughs> a buddy called me the other day, and he, I called him back. He said, man, I thought you was mad at me. You hadn't called me back. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I sent you a message. I mean, I called you and left you a voicemail a week ago. I said, well, man, this flip phone I have, I said, I get messages sometimes, and sometimes I don't. See, Brother Jerry, and I don't understand you need it for business. I'm not saying, but what I'm trying to say, Brother Tim, is it's easy to get caught up in the latest and the newest and the greatest thing. But if we got caught up on the latest and the greatest, Brother Donnie, of what Jesus was going in and Jesus was doing and things was going on, spiritually, I wonder where we would be at. I wonder if when people come into our house of worship that they'd say, Man, did you feel what I felt? 
I mean, before I ever got it, and when I got out of the car, I felt, did you feel something? I've been in churches, church, that you walked in and you said, oh, my, I like this. I'm going to drop an anchor right here for a little while. <laughs> See, because it, it's more, Brother Ben, than just putting on your good shoes and your good pants and your good shirt and your good tie. So, Daniel, this is about worse than has been God Almighty. Because, see, it ain't that God needs me or you, Sister Gussie. He, can, he made us. He can make some more. Amen? But Brother Jack, we need God. And I will tell you this from somebody that experiences not bragging, but Sister Terry, once you taste the good of God, this world don't nothing compare to that. Many, many a time, I might have told you this, but many a time when I was working at Winn-Dixie, I had a big dip of snuff in my lip, and Sister Georgette would come in, and she never said, Wayne, you're a heathen, you're going to hell, you better straighten up. You know what I taught you in Sunday school? But you could just walk in, Sister Joyce. I was looking for a place to get rid of some Copenhagen, and you might know, God being God, he just hung me up with her, and I had to swallow that mess. <laughs> I don't know if God laughs, but Brother Darrell, I know he was just chuckling, and I just knew he was. But she didn't have to say. She didn't have to put her finger in my life, Brother David, and said, where I understood. So Sister Georgia had more than just the right hairdo and the right smile and the right clothes and the right shoes. She had God living on the inside, Brother Tyson. She had drank from that well of living water, amen. She had, she had ate that bread that she'll never hunger. You just never hunger again. See, Brother Joshua, that comes with a price. You're going to get on Amazon and work that price down. Huh? You don't do that. Because it comes about with prayer and fasting and seeking God and putting God first in your life and allowing God to be first in your life. I am running out of time. And the preacher said in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter after he wrote 12 chapters about all that he had, Brother Trevor, that he had put his mind to to do and all the stuff that he had got. Think about this now. So we're going to wrap this thing up, these last two verses. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter for God. He said, I'm sorry. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Now, this is the hard part for me. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. The Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Job said 1 and 21 and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. But he said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm going to tap into Brother Boyd said 1 Timothy 6 and 7. He said, for we brought nothing into this world. Say it, Pastor. It is certain. Chew on that for just a moment. All this going to matter, Brother Mike. It ain't going to matter how many. I'm not, I'm not going to look at Brother Jerry when I say this. It don't matter how many pretty John Deere tractors you've got or how many pretty Kubota tractors you've got or any of that kind of stuff. I love Brother Jerry. My point is, is this. Whatever, all that's going to matter when he opens a book. It's Wayne, what, Brother Hal, what did you do for me? What did you do to advance the kingdom? 
I offered you bread, and I offered you water. I offered you a place of worship. I surrounded you around great men and women of God. I left you my word, and I left you my spirit to lead and guide you into all truth. Because the preacher, I mean, in First Timothy it says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Real quickly, I'm going to try to wrap this up. We had a, a young couple that was renting a place from us, and the young lady, they was a very young couple. The young lady called Sharon and said, listen, I need to change something in my life, and I need to do something, and I really like to talk to you about serving the Lord and what that's all about. Said, well, sure, anytime that you want to do that, you know we'll do that. Some months had passed on, and we was on vacation, and she called Sharon, and she said, she said, Miss Williams, she said, uh, would you come by the house and let's talk? She said, I need to change my life. She said, could you get me a Bible? She said, I'd like to have a Bible. And Sharon had never really witnessed to her, just went and got her rent check. Can I tell you, it don't matter. <laughs> People see you, church. Oh, see, if you hateful at the Burger King... They probably think you hate for a hatch bin. I'm sorry that just slipped out. But but my point is, is Sharon never witnessed to her at all. Never put her finger in her face and said, you're living in sin. You and this boy shacking up. But the Spirit of God was standing at the door and knocking on this little girl's heart. Said, I want to have a relationship with you. And she opened that door of her heart and wanted that relationship but her boyfriend stepped in and said no we don't want no part of that he said I like the way we live and I like what we're doing he said I'm enough for you you don't need all that so long story short they busted up and she's moved off and went somewhere else his daddy told me the other day he said please pray for my son he said he's on crack He's lost a good job. He'll pick up stuff that ain't his. Sometimes I didn't tell you that story, to, but for this reason, that you never know what God's doing. She was hungry at that time, Brother Jack, and she wanted that living bread. She wanted that water. She was thirsty. But see, she let somebody step in between her. And who knows, Sister Jane, she may never get another opportunity. He, he may never get another opportunity to serve God. The Bible said that the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. But he don't say, Brother Toby, just, God just continues to come back and comes back. I close with this one quick story and I'm through. My daddy was on life support. And uh, this happened twice with my dad. And uh, we uh, had to make a decision like tomorrow. He'd been on it almost 12 or 14 days, and you can only stay on that thing just so long. And I was just, I was just broke. Went to church Sunday, my lip was dragging. Went back Sunday night, dragged even more, Sister Summer. I don't know if you was there. I don't know if you remember that. But 
anyway, we had to go the next day and make a decision, Brother Boyd, of whether to unplug my dad. So we had to do something. And it's easy when you're around you wonderful folks, Sister Donna, to say, I believe. <laughs> I'm a believer. I believe that. That's another thing when you got to face that thing head on, Sister Smith. And they talking about unplug that. And if your daddy breathes, he breathes. And if he don't, Sister Amy, it's over with. Somehow we got jammed up. I don't quite remember the whole story, how we got jammed up. We didn't make it there in time. But they said, I don't remember if it was Sharon or Brother Huggins or whoever made it. <laughs> so they got to my dad's room on the day they were supposed to unplug him. And he's sitting up in the bed eating a bowl of jello. He said, Where y'all been? What do you mean, where we been? See, they had unplugged him before we ever even got there. But he's because God is that living bread. It don't matter what your banker says. It don't matter what your lawyer says. It don't matter what your best friend or your worst enemy says. Brother Brian, God is that living bread. And if we'll fill ourselves up on that living bread and we'll drink that water, what he told that Samaritan at that well, we really will. Can I get you to stand? We never really will ever thirst again. We'll never be hungry again. Because God, Brother Jack, will meet our needs. Amen. At this time, we'd like to invite you to get out and mix and mingle and hug necks and shake hands and tell your neighbor and your far neighbor and your close neighbor how much you love them and how thankful you are to be in the house of the Lord. But before we do that, could I ask you, let's give the Lord one big cheer. Amen. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.